and welcome back to another edition of 30 racket sports we're back with our friday football edition once again uh be sure to check out our uh midweek podcast we get you set for some winter sports as well as uh put a wrap on the brown season but this one we're talking bangles and we have a new beer we'll get into that in just a second but of course reintroduce ourselves allow me to reintroduce myself uh Zach on the opinions, Josh on the ones and twos. Yep, yep. My name's Greg. We are drinking yet another beer from our beer of the week, Schnitz Ale Brewing in Parma, Ohio. This time, we're drinking a Dunkel, guys. Oh, beer of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's great. Are, are we drinking a Dunkel? We're it's called a Dunkel. Dunkel. It's Coach Dunkel. Some people called it a Kolsch on Untapped. I believe yeah, it's, it's still a Dunkel. Yeah. Do you, know what the word, do you know what the word Dunkel means in German? As not. someone that took three years of German, no. it just means dark. Ah. So like ah. Dunkelblau means dark blue. That's about it. So like, uh, like hell means light. So like a hellas is a light beer. Dunkel is a dark beer. Interesting. I did not know that. Interesting. German. Ah, a little German so, beer education. You know, back in the... Uh, Back in the old German days, I guess, normally they would just say, give me a Dunkel, which was whatever dark beer that they happen to have on tap. So uh, it was normally uh, like a Western German thing, so like Dusseldorf. So that's what the Dunkel is, and we're drinking a Coach Dunkel, which uh, is a little over 5%, so a little bit lighter, and it does say Kolsch on untapped. Uh Dark Kolsch, Dunkel. But, uh, it's got that, like, I don't know. They said Dunkels are normally, you know, uh, categorized by a the dark color and the smooth, multi flavor. I would say it's almost Ooh. kind of like your English beer, where it's kind of got that similar color and, uh, you know, your English milds that have that very heavy malt flavor. Mm, yeah, I was going to yeah. say this is... I can see how they describe it as a Kolsch, and I was going to say maybe even an English mild, because it's very malty, but it's also very bitter. Yep. Like, if you listen to our midweek show, we do uh, another beer from Schnitzel Brewery, and that one was very had a very malty flavor to it, as does this, but this also has a bitterness about it. I like it. Yeah, I, it's still good. With, it's still I'm good. I'm impressed with the uh, new, brewery coming out, new brewery coming out firing yeah. on all cylinders. Uh, so Yeah, only two months. Yeah, two and months with the brewery. So far, uh, you know, two winners with their, with their Dunkel. And their uh, Roush beer. Big game. It seems to be like a like a Bengals and Texans slot. I mean, because they played there two it years in does. a row. But also, like every year, it seems like either the Bengals or the Texans kind of get that like it's the early, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that Saturday afternoon ESPN game. I mean, I guess. You know, before when it was only six teams, it used to kind of be the only, uh, you know, the only ESPN game that they would get. So, it is the first game of Wild Card Weekend, so you don't have to wait that long. It's actually this one's actually on. I, so I guess they're redoing it. So it's actually on NBC. Yeah, NBC Saturday getting, afternoon. That's right. ESPN gets the the Monday night one now. It'll be uh, Mike Tirico and Drew Brees on the call. So, uh, four thirty. In Cincinnati, the Bengals welcome the Raiders. Four seed Bengals. Uh, 
five seed Raiders both finishing uh, ten and seven on the season. Uh, Bengals come in five and a half point favorites over under forty nine. Did beat the Raiders early in the season, but we're going to start off a little bit before the game, a little bit earlier than the game. So the last time the Bengals and the Raiders matched up, the second round in 1991. The Bengals at that point had just won a blowout game versus the... uh, First, the Houston Oilers, you know, a team that definitely still exists. Uh, definitely does not, you know, definitely hasn't been, uh, you know, out of... The sea, out of uh, gone a long time. Been gone, yeah, a very long time. <laughs> they we'll moved. Say. They didn't well, go yeah, they, away. Yeah, they, they become moved into something else. their name after a few years when people said, there's no oil in Tennessee. Yeah, well, like that's that. right. They were like the... Because they played in Memphis for a while. Yeah. But um, in that game... The Bengals fell 20 to 10, but the big, I guess, remembrance from that game is that was the last game that Bo Jackson played uh, football. He injured his left hip uh, in the third quarter, being tackled by Kevin Walker. And since then, including that game, the Bengals are 0-8 in the playoffs. Did not make it back to the playoffs, what, for about 15 15 years after that. So um, certainly a lot of... uh, a lot of emotions with Bengals fans. Uh, some have referred to it as the, the curse of Bo. Um, thoughts, you know, first off being in the playoffs, but thoughts having to play against the Raiders and kind of what that means in the back of Bengals heads, Bengals fans' heads. Because there are these weird, like, AFC North, AFC West matchups where it's like it kind of goes back a long time. Like, you know, Browns, yeah, a lot Browns of, a lot of history, and, you know, Bengals, Raiders, especially when the Ring. Uh, Raiders were in LA, and you also had that kind of Reds Dodgers, you know, rivalry. Yeah, uh, it does kind of put like that thought in the back of your head that if there's some, if the curse is real, if there's some, do you guys believe in curses? As a Guardians fan, yes, I 100% believe in curses. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, because here's here's like you said, Greg, it was another 15 years of pain. Suffering, sharing jack jock straps, buying your own Gatorade as a player, <laughs> many bad, to do with the, dark you know. seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 15 years later, they got back to the playoffs. And what immediately happened? Our quarterback oh, yeah. was destroyed. <laughs> and we were left with John Kitna. Oh. <laughs> so. But John Kitna gets a lot of shit. He's had a. But so, he had a nice career. So, yeah, I believe in curses. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, but because, I mean, think about, think about uh, I guess, from a Bo Jackson perspective, when you think about it, like, even that part makes you believe in curses. I mean, would Madden, would Madden as a video game even be around if Bo Jackson was still playing football and that lasted a couple more years into modern technology and Tecmo Super Bowl? became the Madden that we know nowadays? Has there ever been another multi-sport <laughs> athlete? Be, would it still be an 8-bit? Like, but I, I would say, even looking at... What, what did we do? Even looking at some of those, you know, you look at, uh, obviously there was the Steelers game, there was that Jets game where the Bengals rested all their starters, and then the Jets got in and beat them. Uh, what? One of the Texans game, they beat them with uh, TJ Yates of hell. Yeah. Uh, 
what one of the years I forget maybe it was one of the other Texans years, you know the Bengals were having one of their you know best seasons. Andy Dalton was an MVP candidate. He breaks his thumb. You have to do AJ McCarron. That might even been the Steelers year, and then you know obviously that Steelers game goes. Uh, how it goes at the end yeah goes uh, how it goes yeah i i don't really know i i'm not trying to be a jerk about that that's just kind of oh no the no, no. i mean way i could put it in, in the eight in those eight playoff games the Bengals were outscored by almost 100 points 196 to 100 and only managed to score more than one touchdown in three of those eight playoff games um and never scored more than 17 points no but you, you want to know what also happened that fateful week in 1991? What? Xavier Sulafilo was born. <laughs> so, so to put things into perspective, curse-wise, this team, and, and even Andy Dalton and Marvin's Bengals, this team is so disconnected from all of that. Zach Taylor was in the third grade in 1991. These guys are so far removed from the right. curse the infliction of the curse, the dark ages of the Bengals, and even the modern ages of the Bengals that were somewhat successful but could never get it done in the playoffs. Only three, and I'm, this might not be accurate just off of my hand counting, but three current players were on the roster in 2015, the last time the Bengals were in the playoffs. And I believe it's four players that were currently on the roster were alive the last time the Bengals yes. won a playoff game. Yes. And two of them were, I mean, two of them were probably those two guys that were on. I'm, I yeah, don't know t- if they've replaced long snappers, but they're long snapper and then Kevin Huber. Yeah, I was going to say CJ Uzama, who has matured tenfold since 2015. Uh, Kevin Huber, Cincinnati's own, who uh, just tied the great Ken Riley for most games played in Bengals franchise history. And uh, Clark Harris is who you're thinking of, Greg. Uh, the Corky Miller of the Bengals, I say. Um you know, those guys are so, this team is so disconnected from all of the cursed stuff and all of the, these bangles, Marvin's bangles, Andy's bangles can't get it done. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. But I mean, do you well, disagree the, the, with the me? one question? I'm still that I... a believer in the fact that there's like things ingrained in, in these cities and whether the players really understand it or get it, they get what do they get asked? All they it gets brought up all the time See, by the media. You know what I'm saying? Like it almost kinda like subconsciously gets See, into the, their the one thing that I would what? say with that is I think you're close. The one thing that would worry me and I want to ask you about is do you think it's worse that they're playing at home? Because I think a lot of the times mm. you get that negative energy kind of coming. You know, yeah. it's almost like uh you know, if you've ever been to, like, uh, a memorial or a funeral or something and, like, you're not, you know, you don't really know the person that was there, but you go in and you just kind of already feel sad just because of the energy. Right. You know, or you go somewhere where something, t- like, if you walk in a room after a bunch of kids have failed a test or whatever, if you've ever done that, you've been in the next class and you walk yeah. in, you just get that, like, gross feeling. Oh, yeah. Like, this is not going to be a good day. And you look at, I mean. Dude, they painted the walls. It's a different place in there. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I but get what you you're can, saying. I mean, you can still, because the one thing that you got to wonder is, will all the, you know, will all the fans feel the same way? And, you know, um, I, I guess the other thing is, you know, you have a team, but in the Bengals' positivity, you also have a team that, you know, has only made the playoffs 
twice since 2000, or this is their second time making the playoffs since 2002. And their last game, you know, they lost at the Texans, which the Bengals are familiar with, without their starting quarterback, you know, a different coach, a different regime, you know, several years ago. So both teams are kind of, you know, blue and don't really, you're not facing a, like a grizzled playoff team. You're facing kind of a wild card as well. Right. Do you mean green? And, and I don't know how, I think the fans yeah. will show up. They haven't announced uh, who, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this new tradition, uh, who the ruler of the jungle will be. Um, it has been this new thing at home games where someone sits on the little bangles throne they made at the beginning of the season for the uniform unveilings and they are in charge of pumping the crowd up and uh it's been people like uh chad johnson um you the know lady from good morning football yeah i can't remember her name right now yeah it's like um, a lot of teams have that like i know the colts have like the person that like uh rings the end yeah. or something yeah. like that you know like I think I it's a good way saying, to get yeah. former players back and whatnot. There's um, there's rumor that it's gonna be Mike Brown, which I think would be absolutely outrageous. <laughs> and if that, that, would that be happens, the worst idea they could ever if have. that happens, I'm sorry, it's a wrap. The Bengals will win that game. The place will go nuts. Um, I don't think that'll happen. Though. No, I think they should get Bo Jackson. <laughs> I don't think that would happen either. Uh, but. No, I'm, Palmer? No, I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> Guy with feet in both the camps there. No. I will I will counter your <laughs> argument. Like I think that's a good point. Like is playing at home with all the juju and everything. But one thing you have to remember is we're talking about a season in which the quarterback has won in prime time. The quarterback has swept the Pittsburgh Steelers. The team has swept the Baltimore Ravens. Got swept by the Browns. I was gonna say they didn't they didn't sweep somebody. <laughs> um but as as far as most of that, you know, bad juju goes, that yeah. typical bad juju for the Cincinnati right. Bengals, it's been overcome this year. You know, you saw Burrow out outplay the Chiefs, outplay Patrick Mahomes. You know, so this you is, won that. It's it's, it's, it's just what I'm saying. Like, up to play, be an epic failure yeah, of like epic performance. Everything you're but saying. But when has all this like, happened before, though? None but, of the things that have but, happened this yeah, year already things. have happened in uh, the past playoff seasons. Yeah, you're right. I mean. But he's also gotten outdueled by Mike White and Jimmy sure. Garoppolo. Sure. I'm um, having visions of, and I hate to say this, and I hope it doesn't happen, of like uh, that old knee of his uh, getting rolled oh, up. Oh, no. Um, well, and that's like the one thing. Play, I w- like, I mean, something insane happening like that. To get into the game, that is if, and to answer your question on what, you know, your worries might be, I think that's my offensive key to the game is, is get Burrow you know, out there, aggressive, right off the bat. Um, because remember when they played the Raiders earlier in the season? Yeah, they won that game. But uh, the Raiders have the ninth-ranked pass defense in uh, their uh, longest pass play they've allowed is only 17 yards all season. They uh, held Burrow in check for under 150 pass yards in that game and only one touchdown uh, And Chase. Three receptions for th- 31 yards. He did score a touchdown, but that's off of that's three receptions off of six targets. So, you know, the Raiders had success at shutting the offense through the air down, and that's what worries me when you've had a play caller who's shown to be very conservative and oh, messy yeah. with that stuff, and the one team that kind of, and that was kind of the beginning that kind of set off Burrow's kind of decline there in the middle of the season. Um, so that worries me a little bit. 
Um, but that is also the game that Joe Mixon had a great performance in. That's, so, that's what I was going to The most important thing, I would say the two most important things, I, I would say you need to lean on Joe Mixon. First off is run the ball. Since the bye week, so in the 10 games since the Raiders had a bye week, they are 1-4 when they give up more than 100 rush yards. They are 4-1 and one when they give up less than 100 rush yards. The Bengals on the season are 6-1 and one when they rush for more than 100 yards. And they probably could have won that other game if McPherson doesn't miss a few kicks in <laughs> overtime. Any idea what game that was? I'm, uh, I'm very aware of what game that was. The other thing is you have to force turnovers. The Bengals are... Probably one of the best teams is for when they win the turn. They are nine and two when they are either even or win the turnover battle. If they straight out lose the turnover battle, they are one and five. But on the other end, for the defense, you have to force some turnovers. The Raiders have turned the ball over two times or more in seven of their last ten games. So they're three and four when they do, but the Bengals are also good. If you can get the ball and you can control the clock. One, it'll take some of the steam out of them. Two, help your offense, help your defense, help to calm down your fans. You got to run the ball. Yeah, and that actually December, def- January football defensively. Well, I'll get to that in a minute, but I will say that is that was the one thing uh, to jump ahead here that I don't want to see is Mixon getting stopped. Because as you brought up some of these stats, but to take it a step further, three of the Bengals' six losses, Joe Mixon got under 60 rush yards. Uh, One of those losses, he barely squeaked over 60 rush yards. And two of those losses, he didn't play. But you've got a weakened defensive line here. Um, Some injuries to that defensive line for the Raiders. Um, Some going to be some rotating doors there on the defensive line. So... I want to see, you know, first play, get Burrow comfortable to be aggressive, but you certainly need to have those drives where it's ground and pound with Joe Mixon. Um, and we got to play him off. Yeah. got to play him off. You got to set the tone with the run game, play action. Yeah, Jamar open up Chase, everything. There you right. Go. Definitely. I mean, and I think, you know, obviously the big thing, on, I think the defense, it's on the defensive line. Yeah, I think, I think thing, the defense honestly, is the biggest Derek key. Derek Carr. For a guy who's in his, what, eighth year now? That's crazy, the eighth year. <laughs> Atrocious when he gets pressure. Happy feet back there. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know how many times you watch any of their games. Any kind of pressure, back foot, leans and just throws it up. I mean, that would be huge. I mean, that, if they can get pressure on him consistently, I, I you could – the Bengals don't need to score more than 17 points. He's turned the ball over in <laughs> like, eight of his last – They just need 17 points. Eight of his last ten games, he's turned the ball over – Take it a step further. This is why I think this is the biggest key of the game is getting to Derek Carr. You got to make it hell for him. Yeah. Uh, just for starters here, uh, no snow in the fort. Snow is no longer in the forecast, really, but the temperatures keep dropping more and more. Really? Um, and they already were predicted to be cold to start with. Derek Carr is, and before you Cleveland fan, it was 45 degrees in the Cleveland game that a lot of fans have uh, – protested this stat about but Carr is 0-5 in game temps below 37 degrees 
Uh, his highest passer rating in any of those games is 78, and they have never scored more than 17 points yeah. in those I mean, cold they games. They scored 16 points against the Browns in Cleveland. It wasn't exactly like he lit the world on fire. The Browns <laughs> yeah. had half a team as well. Yeah. They had some guy playing uh, like left tackle or left guard, who I didn't even know. I was like, I. Right. No, yeah. Paul Daner Jr. of The Athletic had that stat, and yeah, it's just like if you can, I think getting that turnover is a huge key to the game. Winning the time of possession, key to the game. Yeah. Making it hell for Derek Carr, I think you can really feast on defense. I'm surprised neither of you have brought this up yet. I expected one of you to like get on me about this is my worry. I'm not concerned about Josh Jacobs. I know he's had a couple big games here recently, but those booms have been coming against some of the worst rush defenses in the league, yeah, especially yeah. the Chargers. Um, the Bengals' rush defense ranks fifth best in the NFL, barely 100 yards uh, per game allowed. So I'm not worried about that. You know, get to Carr, bring the heat. I, I, think, I think I'm yeah. worried that if, if you have a lot of three and outs, you allow them to get going a little bit, and you allow Card to be able to stay in the pocket. You know, one mm -hmm. of those things, you can say they're good against the rush. You know, they gave up a lot of rushing yards to, to the Browns, but you can say, you know, who was playing and whatnot. But also, they had a lot of three and outs. So, if they're on the field, you know, if the defense is on the field a lot, and I would say, you know, you know you're going to have to cover Waller and Renfro. I would mm -hmm. say, obviously, one of the big X factors. Both is, are questionable right now. Yeah, I would still expect both of them to play. Uh, is going to be one. You got a guy in Marcus Mariota who they've run some more packages for recently, and he's a guy that can get you some of that tough yards. And then two, I mean, he's way you know he's way down on the list. He's only got twelve catches, but Deshaun Jackson does Deshaun Jackson stuff, and there will be a there will be a play, and he will either catch it or not catch it well there will be a throw 50 yards down the field and if someone's not looking for a second he'll be behind you and that'll be seven points which may be the difference in the game yeah yeah I I, that's i think that's the that's one big fair. factor yeah, yeah. That, that's a max, good one that and max crosby who's the one guy on their defense yeah. that i feel like can really cause issues yeah what, what i would have been worried about if they weren't playing the raiders is the uh the zach taylor elephant in the room of a guy who Still figuring out, one, I think his That's, job duties, yeah. but two, uh, just game management. But, but the plus worry. side is the Raiders are obviously on their interim head coach with no... Rich Basicki. Yeah. yeah, there you go. With no coaching, you know, experience, as far as calling a game like that, hasn't really been in that kind of situation. So I almost think that kind of like evens out. I could see either one of them... Yeah, you know, he, making a mistake, but I don't think... You're not going against Belichick or something who you know is... Yeah, he's thought gonna, everything out to he's the He's going to take away your stuff. He's going to, you know, make your life difficult. I would say having, I would say having Bill Belichick, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, Mac Jones, but having, you know, a team that is very, you know, very young, uh, does not have a lot of playoff experience. I don't think Bill Belichick would be the one that I would want to see. You know, no. just based no. on that, and I no. think, you know, even if there's a more talented team, which I don't know if the Raiders honestly even are, but. Those are the teams that you want to see because you can definitely, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to get super tricked by them in something where you're going to be like, right. I, uh, my coach is an idiot. Well, and Zach Taylor just needs to, you know, call the right game. I'd love to see them get out to an aggressive start, but then, yeah, just 
play a balanced offense. The Raiders, uh, they're tied for the fourth most runs of 20-plus yards allowed, uh, fifth most rushing touchdowns. Yeah. You know, you have, you have injuries on the defensive line. You know, be aggressive, get out to a hot start, and then, you know, manage the game from there correctly. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. But, I mean, as far as next week, if they were to win the game and if they were to play Bill Belichick, um, I hope they don't. If I had to choose between Bills here, uh, oh, I definitely I'd take Buffalo Bills. Bills. 100%. Buffalo Bills, first of all, defense, wildly overrated, by the way. They had one of like, one the guy. weakest. They got schedule. one guy. But, yeah, that's my point. You got a, a group of guys who I think you could question would really even start for a lot of other teams, you know, depending on the situation. I think they've done a great job there with what they have, but, I mean – They've well, also, d- when they look at the offenses they played when they played them, I was just about impressive. to say, six, like, six of their wins came against backup QBs. Yeah. All, their top five opposing QBs, they were two and three against. And Josh Allen, and I think this is he's sort of a like a, a step back this year. And I think it's sort of like a Baker Mayfield thing. Like they're putting way too, it, it, the whole offense, I feel like, is Josh, it, it, like on Josh he Allen. He can kill now. you, though. He can. Like two he's different great. Ways, yeah, two he's great. Different ways but it's all yeah, on him last, right now. I mean, in the last Bengals game, he only had, you know, nine carries for 37 yards. I will say the one thing that I didn't realize as much, you know, I said Waller's, Waller had seven catches for 116 yards, you know. Their uh, tight ends had, you know, 140 yards catching the ball. So mm-hmm. I think there's always been some worries about some of those Bengals, uh, you know, linebackers. A lot and, of hashes there. Yeah, I mean, in the past they were always slow. They've gotten better yeah. this year, but I yeah. think... They're a much faster group that's, this year. Uh, that's one of the things that, that I would definitely worry about. But Final, I mean, final predictions, guys? Like, overall, are we going to go... So going into who you got, and I mean, we're doing straight up, but just for the folks out there, Vegas has the Bengals as five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, you know, probably would be like a one- or two-point game if it was at a neutral site. But in Cincinnati, over-under is 49 points. Uh, you know, last time they played was a 32-13 win for the Bengals, but was, you know, was close Right at the beginning of the fourth quarter was a 16-13 game. Bengals kind of pulled away late. So, uh, ja- uh, we'll start with Zach. I think it'll be more, most fun to start with Zach. Oh, Zach. Woo-wee. Bengals, Raiders. Who you got? It's a tough one. I'm thinking long and hard. As much as I, I would love to rain on Josh's parade, I... I like the Bengals. I like the football they've been playing, especially towards the end of the year here, you know, compared to the... I don't know really what to think of the Raiders. I, they haven't played anybody. I mean, you think when they played the Browns, completely COVID depleted. I, I don't know what to think. I think the Bengals have been playing well. If they, like you said, if Zach Taylor designs a simplistic, you don't need to get over, just do what you do best, man. Basic football 101. I like, you know, Jamar Chase and the Joe Burrow and that whole group there. Um, yeah, I, I got Bengals. I, you know, if I got to throw a score out there, you know, I'm thinking like a, 28-17 game. That's what I had. <laughs> uh, Josh, what about you? I also had 28-17 Bengals. I mean, the Bengals have scored three touchdowns in all but four games this year. They've got the offense to keep up with anybody. I think the defense can be very disruptive, especially at home, and make it really difficult 
for Derek Carr in a game that's already going to be difficult yeah. for Derek Carr. They're going to attack early. I trust they'll get a turnover. I trust they'll win time of possession. I trust we will break this curse this year. Greg? See, that's big I, word. That's an interesting word that you use because I think based on paper, and I think going into the playoffs, wanting the Bengals to lose, let's be completely honest here, <laughs> I didn't want them to face the Raiders. That was the one team I didn't want them to face. I was also hoping for a fun tie because that would mean, you know, the Patriots would get the Bengals and the Steelers wouldn't be in the playoffs. So that, that was really heartbreaking <laughs> for me. But I would say, you know, if you put these two teams together, I would pick the Bengals. And I would say, you know, Bengals, you know, touchdown, maybe two, you know, the what, you know, 28-17 or whatever. But I think my biggest issue is trust. I would trust Rich Basicchia to have his team more pumped up and ready. I don't trust Zach Taylor to not get in his own head. I don't trust, you know, the players to not get it in their own head. I don't trust, you know, just one play to go their way. And I feel like a couple times they've had a couple plays that have went their way. And at the end of the game, it's going to be very tense. Something happens. Joe Burrow throws a little bit. Joe Burrow does throw some interceptable passes. I mean, he was top five in interceptions. He gets a tough turnover. I'm going to say 24-20 Raiders. Mm. All right. All right. See. Greggy drinking that haterade. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see on Saturday. Who day? Saturday, 4.30. Bengals versus the Raiders. Last question before we get out of here. Josh, you've already answered this question, but, you know, at every step, I think it's important. Is is this season already a success? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. 1,000%. So, season's already a success. feel like you have some positives going through, but you think you think you can get it done? Yeah. Yeah. All hey, right. hey, hey, guy over there. Pa- Packers, Bengals. Almost made me spit out my beard. Oh, yeah, I know. Winning an NFC championship would, that match, would be uh, hard. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, there'll be some fun episodes after, after uh, you know, whatever happens to those teams happens. So uh, we'll be sure to check it out. We'll have our full uh, recap next week. Either Josh will be insufferable. Or, or insufferable. Uh, no, or I'll be insufferable, just laughing at him the whole time. So either way, it'll be fun. Uh, be sure to check it out at 30 Rack of Sports. Uh, just want to give a shout out again at the end of the show, as we normally do, to um, the Coach Dunkel from Schnitz Ale Brewing. Coach. Uh, was a great beer to drink. Uh, you know, once again, just one of those nice, like bitter multi beers. If you like your English Milds or your, you know, your Dunkels, those are definitely the beers to have. Not too heavy, even with the darker color. So don't get too uh, freaked yeah. out by that. It's a, it's a nice sipping beer during this uh, during this cold winter in the state of Ohio. So I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. For Josh on the ones, twos, and crazy Bengal opinions. Go Bengals! And uh, my name's Greg. I'm the host and the, I guess, probably most depressed one as far as, uh, you know, sports goes and the negative Nancy, I guess, as far as the Bengals. Bye, Nancy. Have a good uh, rest of your week. Thanks for listening to 30 Rack Sports. Peace.